late night. We just we just cannot get that morning start, can we? Nah, that was really difficult today, though. I didn't really didn't have much to talk about. Yeah, this morning, this morning, it kind of feels like you wake up because then instead of having two days between yeah, like the, podcast. the podcasting, it's kind of only like a day yeah. because we podcast late at night and then we have so a day and then it's like morning. first thing yeah, in the morning. Right. But it's kind of difficult <laughs> every morning. But we keep saying, yeah, let's do it because it's just easier. But I'm okay. I'm okay for the moment. It is, yeah. uh, it's it's only 20 past nine, fortunately. So it's not like 10 o'clock plus. And I didn't, I didn't finish overly late at work today either. No, so didn't. that was nice. Otherwise, it would Thankfully. be 10 o'clock. Tomorrow is going to be a late finish though. It's a 12.30 start. Just, just, And I mean, this is absolutely nothing for anyone listening, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's a 12.30 a.m. 12.30 a.m. 12.30 start. 12.30 p.m. start. Yeah. I think we literally rock up. We do our toolbox meeting yeah. and then we stretch and then we have a Christmas lunch for an hour. Which That's is nice, nice, which is really nice, obviously. And I'm, I'm like, because I was talking to talking to one of the guys. I'm like, wait, so we're literally going to be stretching. We're going to be stretching, getting ready to, you know, to take eat. to go to the pick, <laughs> and then we're going to go off to Christmas lunch. <laughs> like, I hope there's fruit mince pies. Uh, oh, you love your mince pies. I love fruit mince pies. Maybe They're so don't good. Like them. They're a bit weird. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Yep. <laughs> um, so yes, and and that, but that means that it's probably going to be a very late night tomorrow at work because oh, right. yeah, it's a later start, twelve thirty start instead of twelve o'clock, and then it's an hour for lunch from like. One till two or something like that. So we're not actually start. We're starting like two hours later than we usually would. So I might not be finished until like ten o'clock tomorrow night. We'll see. So what am I gonna do for all that time? I don't know. You can <laughs> you can mull over the th- the things that we're gonna talk about in this episode. Perhaps. 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 I'll finish off the chapter two. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So we've co- we continue to have sort of inspiration and refine uh, what perhaps we might be able to do going forward. Mm. We talked a little bit in the last episode, I think it was, about your inspiration that you had after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm. <clears throat> and we yeah. continue to read it. I forgot to mention uh, that it's something because we're both looking to go into, you know, we're looking for, you know, a, a better financial mindset. Yeah. We're looking to learn how to utilize money, how to approach money and grow wealth and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it would be a good idea that when it comes to books about money mindset, and uh, this is a moth that like, <laughs> right came out of nowhere. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey. <laughs> when it comes to book about uh, books about money mindset, it's probably good that we both read them. But when it comes to investing and all that kind of stuff and that sort of area, I can, you know, I'll, I'll just Unless I get interested in it for whatever reason. Oh, if you get interested in it, I'd be, yeah. I'd be stoked. I'd love to be interested in it. It kind of needs to be relevant. Mm. So we're hitting that part of the book now where I'm like – I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really. Even rich, I poured out. I'm just like, oh, he's talking about bonds and shares, and like, I'll try to give you a crash you course go, in bonds and shares this morning. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to draw me a picture. <laughs> did, it, did it work? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It, I just needed a diagram. Mm, it's yeah. just one of those things. Sometimes it's like you can tell me, but yeah, unless it's relevant. So I was kind of getting curious about it because he's starting to talk about it. Mm. So I'm like, okay, now I probably need to know the difference. So what's a share? Um, I'll tell you later. <laughs> it's the one. It's one of the options that you said is a way to to make money. <laughs> yeah, you did that. Already. It's it's own, it's it's a ownership of uh, ownership of a company. Ownership of a company. It's like a slice right. of a it's company. Not, it's, yes, it's yeah, like, of a yeah, publicly traded and, and a bond and is. Quite, and then that, and what's that, a bond? Whoever is that person is called a shareholder. Oh right, yes, yes, sorry. Sorry. that's just, correct. Just because, you know, yeah. and then um, a bond is when you go into debt for. So you borrow money. It's an IOU. So you borrow yeah. or someone gives you money to support you. you got to pay them back. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Do yeah, I sound stupid? No, you don't sound stupid. 
I'm just trying to understand it in yeah, language. Yeah, for sure. Well, a bond is like it's it's issuing debt so that you yes. can raise the money from it. Yes, and then um, during, what, what do you call it, um, the maturity. The maturity is the when, maturity. when the bond comes due, when yes, you have to pay it. you have to pay yeah, it back. Yeah. So um, then, yes, you'll have to obviously pay it back. With interest. Plus interest. Plus the interest. Let me. Sorry, sorry. Ugh, that's why yes. I don't learn because you, you jump in and I was just about to say it. See? See? Very good job. Anyway, I'm like, okay, we should both read this. So that's why I'm like, okay, you should read this as well and we should actually both be reading the same sort of stuff so that we can go through this together and we yeah. can be on the same page. So at least if we've actually read from the same books and we're getting inspired from the same source, mm-hmm. we can. I feel like we can better together. communicate with each other. Yeah. So if I'm reading this book, for instance, if I'm reading Rich Dad, for instance, and you're not, then you're I'm basically talking about it and I'm you're like, I'm talking about it and yeah. yeah. So it's just a better way for us to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of the main reasoning as to why we're both actually reading it now, just so we can we can both Teamwork. put two heads together. Two heads better than one. Yeah. You know, as they say. I think he said that in the book too. I think it did I think it yeah. did say that in the book. Does the activity have a partner? Yeah. And talk about discuss their questions and that with a partner. Yeah, absolutely. And we have that. We do, we do, which is really <laughs> awesome. I did, I didn't have that the first time I read it. Ah, so, no. well, you did. But I, did. I wasn't interested in well not that i just we yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it was irrelevant so. yeah we, we got the inspiration that we were sort of talking about in the last episode and it wasn't necessarily like we said it's not a fixed thing it's not that it's necessarily going to go down that track it's no. not you know it was just the fact that the the creative thought itself yep. the creative thinking process itself yep. about what it is that we can do and how we can apply all the different things that we want uh, and create for ourselves the idea of, of a job Absolutely. or a business or something like that. Yeah, just to kind of get the, yeah. So it's continued to develop and there's sort of been some new ideas which really aren't so new, to be honest. No, it's, I think it's just um, just using that muscle, the brain muscle, just to for creative thinking, like just to think outside the box. And it's like once we get outside the box, then there's probably another, there's probably, probably in another box. We probably have to think outside of that. So <laughs> so it kind of feels like we're just kind of breaking out of this tiny little little box that we've made for ourselves. Yeah. And then we've just stepped out into a bigger box and then we'll keep going, I suppose. Like being a, a big fish in a small pond and yeah. being a, becoming a small then, fish in a big pond. And then, yeah, yeah. And it just continues to... Continues to be like that. I think Maya, Maya's in here at the moment. She's she, doing a zoomies. I think she's got a little zoomy thing happening. because uh, she didn't get to do it today. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, so the kids were chasing her all day. There might be some knocking and bumping. Just, just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some yelling. So one of the things, obviously, I'm not going to go too much into detail with what it is that we've sort of we're thinking about now because mm-hmm. it is it is changing very rapidly, especially yeah. as we continue to read more and we get inspired by more things and. Uh, you know, it's not a fixed, nothing sort of fixed itself yet. Some things are feeling good and they're sounding good and it's really exciting. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, it just remains to be seen whether or not we actually go through with it and, yeah. and follow it up, see what sort of the implications for us are. But we're essentially, uh, at this point, we're kind of thinking, you know, there's we have a very alternative perspective when it comes to a lot of different things mm-hmm. like, our, like health, um, yeah. you know, media and... That's lifestyle, lifestyle, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of led us to engage with a whole bunch of alternative modalities and alternative things. And so having that sort of mini network that's starting to grow has with, with people, you know, loaded with people that are aligned with us is it's really cool and potentially you know it could be something that we could utilize as a business going forward Mm. and say you know is there rather than are you right yes i was just sneezing so much something's in my nose (laughs) 
So rather than rather than us simply like trying to create something or whatever, how can we potentially utilize other people's skills? That's right. So and in, and kind of bring it together or tie it all mm-hmm. together and do what we're already doing, but providing a kind of link through a network or yeah. something like that. So which isn't which isn't new at all. No. <laughs> so that's something we've actually been thinking about for a little while. I don't even know if I explained that very well, but yeah, like um, I said, it's nine thirty, so <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna go. Well, with it's just it. an idea, and it's just where it's starting, so it could still transform. Another uh, big thing for you the other day was finally come to terms with perhaps for yourself that it's maybe less about creating and more about leading. I think that was a big thing that came up for you. Yeah, something like that. So what happened there? Um, because I was just I don't know. I, it kind of came to me because I. I can do a lot of stuff. Like I'm, I'm talented. There's in my genes. My my mum's very creative. She knows how to do it. A lot of things, but when it comes, it and I've kind of got that same thing. I can I can sew. I can create art. I can if I want to do something, I can do it. I can do it well. But the consistency of it, I don't really want to do it all the time. It's like it's just for me to be creative. It's just for what I've realized, especially over the last couple of um couple of days specifically, because I've been thinking about it and reflecting. I've I've thought it's more about actually just being in that creative zone so that I can expand my my mind, my ideas. And it's it's not necessarily for me to do that so that I can do that. It's for me to do that, be creative, so that my mind expands, so that I relax and open up to other ideas and other ways of doing things mm-hmm. and bringing in a new uh, yeah, a new way of doing things that weren't working before, which is a lot of mine. I'm a very trial and error with my, um, if you've listened to the podcast, my human design, so it's all about trial and error. I talk about it a lot because, yeah, I I was very uncomfortable with it. I, got, I, I get very frustrated when I'm always making mistakes and I'm always hitting crossroads or roadblocks, or, but I'm actually meant to because I'm trying to, I'm supposed to figure out a different way of doing things. And I'm that's how I learn best. And that's how I learn very quickly as well. So if I st- screw up, it's actually a positive for me because I'm like, okay, there has to be another way, a better way. And then I'll work it out. And then I'm like, oh, this was such a bit easier way to do it. And I need to n- learn how to laugh at myself as well Mm. so not take myself too seriously and be like oh my god everyone's going to think this and that which I used to do all the time oh my gosh how are people going to see me and you know and it was only until recently where I really just let that go (laughs) because it is it's it's a really hard thing to do when you've got the idea of the perception of others on you and what they perceive you to be and you've got this image for so long and you're just like I don't want to screw that up but it's like well is that even a truth is that even is that even who I am and it's like, not really. It's someone who I'm trying to be so that, you know, they, they like me more so, that, you know, I'm not so chaotic or I'm not so um, shocking because I have the, you know, uh, uh, it's really interesting today. I um, tapped, I, tuned, I asked my um, hypnotherapist, human design, uh, what's her name, um, like advisor or um, she, I asked her about what the incarnation cross was because I know it's got a lot to do with your purpose and I asked her, I go, what, what is it specifically and where can I find out? Anyway, she ended up just going and picking up my charts and looking at it and explaining to me um, about more about it. And it was really interesting because it's all these things, all the roadblocks that I actually get to, when I overcome them, I generally, the first thing I want to do is tell everyone because it's like, I'm like, oh my God, I found another way. I found another way of doing something. Or I'm like, we need to stop doing this and doing that, except 
when when I say it, when I've been saying it to everyone and anyone who's in the room or <laughs> who's online or who just texts me, it's usually not the right people and, and I can actually confuse and um, kind of, yeah, they'll be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about and they might not like it, which then kind of gives me a negative response, which means, oh, my God, I need to shut my mouth and it creates alienation, which means I go into hermit mode and everyone knows how much I love to just be at home and not be bothered by anyone and have my own space. But it's she was talking about you because it's more about transmuting that energy and once you've transcended those limitations those roadblocks and you can you've you know a, a better way to do something because it's actually for you to share but for the right people mm. and that's you've got to maintain the consistency in your values too so that's part of it I'm not going to go into all the details, but there's all these little elements that are part of it. And she goes, once you get the consistency of how to navigate your roadblocks and how to navigate those limitations and transcend them, and then you find that way, you kind of have success from them. She goes, that's where you now get to choose how you then um, kind of uh, share it with the world and share it with the right people in the right way. And usually it's done through, for me, through storytelling because my conscious son is in is the wanderer it's in the gate 56 which is a storyteller as well and it was it's really funny because I'm like I've always been obsessed with stories and uh, I've watched films all my life and I've watched I've like just read stories I love fantasy stories but I just love stories but I've never felt like I'm a great storyteller myself I always thought of um everyone else being better I'm like oh I just want to learn the art of storytelling and I always thought it was so complicated but it wasn't in that way that I was meant to actually be a storyteller I was I'm actually meant to share the stories of my experience in my past to then teach and like those lessons moving forward so how do you do that well so well that's that's the whole thing right so I'm not sure that's going to be kind of part of my work that I do so what I've been working on for the last two years is specifically specifically I would say I've been learning about myself and how to actually navigate those things so depending on what kind of problems it is depending on what kind of experience I don't know yet but that's okay I'm okay at least because I have so many she goes usually people with this um, with this gate kind of start, or there's the storyteller kind of start with, oh, my God, you never believe this. This is what happened. And I always have a story or um, I've got like, oh, this happened today or, um, oh, there was something that, you know, it's always kind of, and sometimes we embellish because to get the kind of point across as well and we kind of do that sort of um, making sure that the point is really brought across for the lesson or mm. the excitement or whatever it is. And I'm not sure yet what that is, but. It was just to know that a big part of what I'm going to value, what I find that lights me up, because I'm I'm not forcing it. This is because this is all coming very naturally. This is all coming very organically and very easily once you kind of stop. Once I've stopped kind of clinging on to how am I going to do this? How who what am I going to do? You know how am I going to do it? Am I going to sew? Am I going to do this? It's like how can I bring about this? through another means and that's that'll come absolutely because look how quickly things have already come to us and my mind even thinking about things I'm thinking differently even just when I'm feeling creative I'll I'll do that creative um activity and then I'll feel better and I'll get inspired and then I'll read the book and then I'll have inspiration 
And then something happens. It's like just slowly opening up my mind, slowly opening up that space. And that takes obviously practice as well because we've, we're still in that, creating that habit because we haven't, it hasn't really been three months. It's probably been a month since I've snapped out of what I was going through. So it's going to take another at least two months to re- like with this kind of work, this practical application of, okay, focusing, working on what kind of mindset I want. Where, where am I going? Okay, how am I, how am I to work at these, in these limitations? And for me, it's, the day-to-day stuff at the moment it's like what kind of limitations okay well I'm feeling really exhausted at the moment I've stopped feeling creative halfway through I've been halfway through a dress that I've been making and I'm like I can't finish it and it's like I can either push and sometimes I do push and then I get even angrier because I screw up the the shorts that I made you and the pattern is now inside out kind of half and half and yeah so it's like I put I just went a little bit too far I should have stopped stepped back and for that that for me is that practice putting it into practice noticing those those limitations where I'm like it's okay to not have to complete it right now but you know you're not feeling just go rest and then later you can finish it and just navigating the the little things and then it'll get easier when it's like, okay, well, you know what? One of my biggest ones, and then you, you can kind of expand it and go, one of my bigger limitations is I've been thinking about creating, 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 being creative, being creating art, creating clothes, creating uh, a service, creating whatever it is for the client. I'm always creating, except actually, and I can't remember what it actually, maybe it was in the book, the human design book that I read. It's like, I'm actually not meant to create. It's like, okay, you can create all you want. As an end. In it. As so an it's, end it's in itself, Your creativity yeah. is a means to an end. Is a means to an end. Right. I need to be creative. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But it, it, it it's for the end. It's not to be the end. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's really, um, which was really interesting and I underlined it and I was going to show you and tell you about it. For, um, but that came up too. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm actually starting to realize and recognize and the whole thing about um because my conscious earth, that's six in gate 60, it's all about mutation, but it's um, it's all about limitation. So actually not mutations, limitation. It's accepting your limitations. So to accept it, I'm like, I have to accept that. And that's been really hard because I'm like, well, it's so obvious. Like I'm so creative. I'm so good at art. I'm so good at whatever it is for five minutes. I'm like, this is what I meant to do. It's like, no, I need to realize that that's, this is as far as I can push it. I can't, you know, I don't fully enjoy doing commissions and that's okay. I need to accept that I can only go so far with my creating and it's not meant to be the the final thing because you know what? It hasn't been working. So to accept that and come to terms, then you relax a bit and go, okay, well, and then you kind of think about it and you allow that space to just all the walls kind of just drop or the space just opens up and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have an answer. Well, why don't I... Yeah, maybe find a way. Maybe I make for, say, one collection and then I can rent the clothes so I don't have to keep making them. So there's a little bit of those tiny little expansions that happen in the process of of, of that, of, of expanding and, and overcoming and transcending those limitations is my power. Well, then obviously, you know, even from that point, it's, not a, it's, it's only a hop and a skip to go, well, why create anything? Why not coordinate other, the creativity of others? Because I guess your your creativity is probably weighed down a little bit by 
we it, it's weighed down perhaps in a in a sense in the sense of it's being that your work right yeah if you're got if your creativity is going to be what you work what your work is well it's weighed down by the fact that your fancy constantly changes direction mm. and so you cannot stick at the same thing for long enough to no. actually really see anything through when it comes to the creative process and what, what it is that you're actually getting creative with yeah so you create creativity itself for you is not something that's probably very viable for a long-term for a long-term, for long, for a long-term I'm, I'm meant to do them and change and mutation is a huge part of my chart as well i need to be changing because i have to trial and error trial and error trial and error well it's part of me i feel and that's okay and that but that's is that predominantly chris <clears throat> uh, focused on your creativity um not just generally in life right but the creativity is like I just use that for an example at the moment because it's something that has been my limitation. Mm. I've limited because you know how it was like you said, yeah, I feel like you're still holding back in your creativity. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if I was holding back or if I needed it just to be um, for me because once I was creating for me, that's when the good stuff came out. When I really, really wanted to just be there and sit there in the creativity, I actually created a really, really great pieces. Mm. It, the, the clothes usually were like epic. I'm like, how did I do this? Yeah. Because it, I was in the zone. Or the whole point of me or the of being creative is to be in the zone, to get in the zone. That then is kind of my key to tr- to learn how to then creatively think outside the box and expand. Mm. So that's just one element of it. And I guess it's like I was sort of saying it's. If you, if you can't rely perhaps on your creativity when it comes to work, work. then why not rely on others? And this is, this is something that both the books and, and other books I've, I've read too and people I've listened to, they say, furnish your knowledge with the knowledge of others mm. you know, or where, you're, where you, your knowledge is lacking, yeah. you know, find a, or employ a person who is knowledgeable in that particular area. And th- that's something that the, the people who have that, Mm. They're they're very uh, they're very clever when it comes to utilizing yeah. their skills and their abilities, and they know where they're lacking, and so yeah. they're, they're able to furnish themselves with someone else who yeah. has those skills. And so it's like for you, if if the creative process itself is not the thing that you can rely on for with the work that Income. it is that you're doing, yeah. then who can you surround yourself with that actually are the creatives that can do that, that can focus mm. on that creative outlet if that's and create the direction. And create a pro- <coughs> create a product, and mm. then maybe it's it could potentially be for you to coordinate uh, certain certain activities. Well, that's right. You know, yeah. numerous different people. Like we were saying, if there's a network and coordinating mm. a network type thing, utilizing the skills and creativity of other people in order to actually c- create a service, mm. provide some kind of service that people can go to. Yeah. So it's only like I said, it's only a, a hop skip from you going. Well, I don't want to sit here and create. And rely on you know being able to create dresses and outfits like and everything all the time. time really. How can I reduce that? Ah, okay. Well, I can create a certain set and then I can hire it out. So that way, it reduces how much creativity, how yeah. much cre- how much I have to create, and, then and you how go much a I have step to make. Further than that. Step further than that <laughs> is going. Well, how can I outsource the the dressmaking altogether? Yeah. And then you probably that's when you can start going looking at sampling and sourcing and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then, again, it's not that far to then go. How about instead of me going and doing all that? How about someone who's already doing it? 
how about I yeah. utilize them and get in contact with them? Yeah. You know, and like I said, it's it's if we look at if we're trying to keep it a little bit more organic because that's what seems to work. I'm not trying to force anything yeah. to kind of happen because when which, you start to force which it. Which sounds very like common sense, but it isn't yeah. the easiest thing to do. No, it's really not. You know, no. when you get when you get a sort Especially of Especially when you're in you're in your own um, Well, this pattern. is I think, yeah, the, the pattern. I think it's been the survival pattern, right? We've jumped at everything, yeah. right? And so we get the, the faintest hint of an idea or a thought and we're like, oh, 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 oh this, could, this could do this, this could do that. All right, mm-hmm. so what, what do we need to do, okay? And it's like really quickly making yeah. these decisions yeah. because we're up against the clock, right? It's that survival mode. And so we need to kind of, we're trying to break that. We're learning how yeah. to break that really bad habit that we were in, that mm-hmm. we, we got ourselves into with the situation that we found ourselves in. Yeah. And so that's that's um, you know we're kind of sitting back and chilling on on this sort of idea at, at this point in time because just allowing it's allowing it to let it be grow, what it's going to yeah. be right. And so if we're going to try and keep it organic, it's it's saying all right, what's what situation are we going through, and who have we organically come across that could potentially you know provide some kind of something that we could tap into mm. you know and it's again it's it's i don't mean for this to kind of sound really presumptuous or anything like that at this point but it's something that we've we've spoken about numerous times uh, maybe not necessarily on the podcast because we've been going down we've been following different tangents as life's sort of taken us in different directions but <laughs> we were talking for a while about you know creating a kind of hub that brought in many, many different modalities and, and perspectives mm-hmm. and yeah. Is that what a nut here was meant to be? It was I think a nut here was initially something about that. Mm. Creating a kind of centralized hub of yeah, this kind of like mind. So true. Now it's coming back to me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I wrote it down somewhere. I've got to find my book, go through my yeah. books. Which incorporated, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, you like the astrology, you've got a couple of really, really cool astrologers that you follow. It's like can we yeah. potentially create something or organize or coordinate something you know now uh we're we're pregnant right mm. who are the people that we're that we're affiliating ourselves with at this point that are helping us out Maya's just banging a ping pong ball around so <laughs> yeah so who, who are we affiliating ourselves with now who could potentially also become a part of it too it's yeah. like it can become an incredibly holistic thing because it's directly applicable to our lives right now right yeah, that's right so as we're trying to get entrench ourselves in a sort of alternative sphere entirely who are we coming across mm. and who, who are we attracting yeah what contacts are we making who could potentially fulfill you know a, a certain spot in the network yeah. and then potentially we could actually create a place a kind of hub that people could come to and if they want to have uh you know if, if they need advice or if they want to speak to someone or if they want to have yeah. a session or whatever it can guide them, can guide them down different sort of yeah. channels and it can kind of like i said it can be a very holistic uh very yeah. broad spectrum of of different people that are sort of in the network because it and it just depends how we want to do it as well because um another big thing is values when it comes to me i need to be grounded in my values Mm. and i can't let i need the consistency of my values which are actually kind of coming into place and it probably began over the last year when especially when we went to pasco vale i think we started to really solidify a few things there when you say values, like what is it that you're referencing? Um, like what do you what do you mean when you say you need to know your values? Well, like what value, exactly are you well, referring to? What do to? I value? I value honesty and right. trust. Trust is probably the biggest one at the moment. But I obviously it needs to get more practical after that. But just even thinking, because I remember um, when you, I don't know when it was, but I remember we were at, um, we were at Kiova at this point. And you asked me, like, okay, we got to work on our principles and values. What do we value? What do we present? And I had no idea. 
I didn't even know where to start. I was like, yeah, I've got values and principles and I value this and I value that. You have really there's when you don't think about it, you actually have no, I have no idea. I'm like, wow, I have no foundation. What do you believe in? <laughs> yeah, what do I believe? I actually have no idea. <laughs> and then when you started to ask those questions and you were answering them, it got me then thinking about what what I what I really valued. And I think especially over the last, say, six months, trust and honesty have been the most important thing to me um, from for a variety of reasons. But I've always, I've always hated, like, I don't say hated. I've, I've always, let me go in the opposite direction. Um, I've always been inspired by honesty when people are just honest and true, just with what they are, with how they are, like that's usually what like, what we are like. We're attracted mm. to, and we see someone and they're confident. They know who they are. They very they they're just standing their power. They can stand there and just yeah. shine as they are. No no bullshit. And I've always admired that, but I never knew how to kind of be that. I never I never knew it was actually possible for me to actually feel that. Obviously, this was a long time ago when I was a teenager. Yeah. Because you know you're looking to, at these people, and usually it was on obviously films that would start and then it would kind of move into other areas of your life you'd look at someone that you're working with or even someone in your class you you know going through school or um I think it then got to when I after I hit depression I was going through my self-development process and I was learning I was learning from Tony Robbins and and the way that he held his own and he's like this and now he's talking about values and principles I'm like what the fuck are you talking about I have no idea (laughs) but I I'm I just love your energy and I don't care at the moment if I don't know it, but I'm here and I'm going to just like just accumulate anything that I can, just trying to bring in anything that I can. It just, it, it's seriously, it's not a, I feel like it's not an uncommon thing. There would be so many unexamined beliefs that, that we have. And yeah, absolutely. It was the same for me, right? There came a certain point in my life where I'm like, I have to examine a few things. Yeah. And you, you then start to realize how many assumptions your whole entire perspective and yeah, worldview rests upon. Fall instantly. Absolutely, because you, we, you don't have a kind of a philosophical sort of value foundation, right? You just take on you take on the morality. You assume the mor- morality of the culture that you're currently living in, mm. and you just go and you don't even realize that the morality is what it is that you're actually subscribing to. That you have a certain perspective. You just assume certain things are right and wrong, and that's just the way that it is. You yeah. never actually question why they might be right no, or wrong. No, because you don't told your question yeah or whether there's a different way that you could perhaps approach them you know what's the foundation for us to be able to say that certain things are right and wrong and you know what's the way that we should think how should things be done what is valuable what's yeah. what is virtuous sort of behavior we just where there's so many assumptions that our whole worldview is based upon and those assumptions are given to us through yeah through the culture so like yeah through the media the yeah. the, the lens that the news portray their stories from entertainment uh, entertainment the way that the the movies yeah. so the themes that the movies explore and that they express and the, the morality that's inherent in a lot of the movies that we watch and that's how there's a lot of influence that happens culturally when it comes to things when they want to try and uh, you know, impress upon their like their audience yeah, yeah. certain values and certain yeah. perspectives. Well, then they'll just in, make it inherent in the films, and yeah. then eventually through the entertainment, you start to actually take on those values and go, yeah. ah, it's just the way that it is. It's just you assume them. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, that's just the way it is, and that's just you know, you don't question it. That's just the right thing to do, and this is the right perspective to have. And if you don't have that, well, then you know, there's something wrong with you, sort of thing. And then 
you know, it's it's yeah, yeah. we get it comes in your upbringing, through your education, everywhere, everywhere, right? You, we're influenced. Like, yeah, we're influenced. Right. There's so many external influences that like provide for us our external, our view of the world, yeah. and how and who we are sort of within and what's our place within it, and we don't. We don't actually stop and and go, okay, I actually need to examine myself. I yeah. need to examine my assumptions. And you don't even realize that you've made any assumptions until someone actually asks you a question that that challenges your foundation. Yeah. Like I said, what's, what do you value? What do you actually believe in? Yeah. You kind of sit there and go, oh. Yeah. And, then you, and then you've got to try and – because everything that you think you believe in has been given to you by some yeah. external place. It hasn't been something that you've actually – And you don't actually believe put the, it. Put the thought into. And especially when you realize that you're like, I actually don't like it. I mm. actually don't believe that at all because now I've had a different experience or I've experienced it. Instead of so, for, like the last two years have been a great example of actually having that going like re, uh, reflecting, going, oh my gosh, like reprioritizing. You're like, what is really important to me? Because mm. we had time, we we're in lockdown for so long. And there was time to be like, hang on, how do I want to live now? Mm. And a lot of people were went that way. Yeah. You know, we had this, you'd have those conversations with randoms every now and then going, did like, what, what do you? Are you thinking more about like how you want to live your life and how you want to yeah. work? And like, yeah, I've been thinking that too. It's like, what have we been doing? It's kind of like shaking. I think that's what they call like when you wake up. It's kind of shaking yeah, yourself so out of that that illusion and that yeah, that where you've kind of not had that foundation. You're just slowly building it again. You're like, okay, mm. I'm building it because I, I don't think we just wake up once. I think it's something that it's constantly you're just growing more. I think yeah. it's just that that snap that you kind of gets you out of the. Because like I, I woke up, but then it's like there's still growth that needs to happen before you know the next expansion. Oh well, that's it. I, I think you know I'm not really a massive fan of the whole wake up I know, awakening type. I don't. Type I'm not talking wording. about that. I don't like yeah. that. But it's just the only way you can really experience. Well, it's kind of when you open your eyes and you see. But it's, it's a it's a constant pro. Like you said, it's an ongoing process, yeah. right? So it's like you're not constantly sort of waking up. It's like you're constantly learning more about learning yourself about, yeah. and that and deepening your experience and deepening your perspective and yeah. the world around you. It was it was a huge thing for me. Uh, I remember I was I think a lot of it, yeah. It was I mean it was through through sort of family family sort of dramas uh, for me that it really started to shake. It shook my world up massively when I left home. Like that was the biggest shake up for me and a massive a massive wake up call yeah. to be like yeah this is a it's a big it's a big harsh world you know and things are going to happen you don't want to happen and you can't be insulated from it. And so that for me was like, okay, I've got to do some soul searching here and figure myself out really fucking quick. Because if yeah. I don't do anything to figure myself out, I'm gonna, I'm just going to absolutely Fall. sink. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sink, sink into the, the depths of God, a, a place I don't even want to think about. And so that for me was where I sort of started building my kind of foundation. I was that's how I was turning to sort of spiritual literature and going into that, and then sort of jumping from there to numerous sort of different places and. Eventually, I just came, you know, had the some of the basic assumptions that I did have growing up. Like I absolutely retained them because, yes, they were assumptions initially. But then I sort of was able to put a kind of firmer foundation beneath it by just yeah, I was doing a lot of reading and a lot of you know watching and listening to people talk and podcasts and videos and things like that. And yeah, eventually, sort of putting together in my mind a, just a basic sort of idea of what's the world, what's the you know, what do I, what do I like? Yeah, I mean, there's there's characteristics about people that I appreciate, like you. Obviously, I want to trust is a big thing. Can I yeah. trust the person that I'm with? Can I trust the people? 
uh, honesty. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're not you're not talking shit to me right now. Yeah. You know, you're not um, you're not two timing me. You're not just telling me what I want to hear, or you're not just you know. Are you are you having conversations in good faith? Yeah. You know, do you operate in this world in good faith, or are you just a sort of sarcastic kind of person who, yeah, doesn't take anything really seriously and. Um, yeah, for me, I, a big thing for me that really solidified was the idea of personal empowerment. Absolutely. Like that was something for me that it was, it's just so fundamental because we're, we're all individuals living in this world. We're all, we're all going through life by ourselves. We come into this, we come into this world by ourselves and we will, we will leave this world by ourselves. Yep. We live this life right now. So we are we are individuals having our own individual experience. We are the only person that has our unique perspective that is living life, is experiencing life through our own unique perspective. Now you can't you don't know what it's like to live as me and I don't know what it's like to live as you, right? That's right. Yeah. And so I can't stand collectivism because it completely washes over individual nuance. Yeah. And every single person I think has something within them that is just that is that, that that lights them up that that gives them some uniqueness in this world yeah and i think that that is finding and unlocking that just to make life fulfilling on an individual front because for me it's i i don't like the idea of self-sacrifice and it's like oh there's a there's a higher good or a public good or a common good and all that kind of stuff because it's like it's such a vague idea that just sounds good you can hide you can hide behind it and you know pretend to be virtuous because yeah. you're you're acting for the common good it's like yeah, but what is the common good? How do you define it? And if you're absolutely miserable in the meantime, like who wants to be around you? And what kind of life is that? Constantly self-sacrificing and being miserable all the time. And that to me, it's like I'm just I'm against that because I want to see people thriving. I want to see individuals thriving and, and able to really do what they want to do in life and get what they want to get out of life because I think when you're in that really powerful place, when you feel powerful and you're feeling really good, and like, like you can, you can do whatever it is that you want with life. You're not being thrown around by life. You're the one that's taking life and gripping it and going, look, this is what's going to happen. You're driving. That's when you see those people and you go, I look up to that. Those people are honest yeah. because they don't need a, they don't need a lie. They, they don't need yeah. to create facades. They don't need to create falsehoods because they're confident. They're comfortable in who yeah. they are. They appreciate themselves yeah. and they've done, the work. They've, they've done the work on themselves. You know, they're, they're honest. You, yeah. you can trust them because you know what you're going to get with them, yeah. you know, and you, you notice for me, you notice those kind of people that you really bloody admire and it doesn't even matter certain worldviews or perspectives. It's characteristics that you can really yeah. appreciate in a person. Yeah. Politically, we might be completely opposite. We might disagree on so much. But if you, you can still recognize certain characteristics and traits in a person that are just, I think, are really quite virtuous and quite, you know, awesome. You know, yeah. that, that honesty, you know, and being, being able to, to be a trustworthy person is, you know, and to be able to accept yourself too is a massive thing. And so all all my you know thoughts and sentiments lie with the individual because it's like that's that's where you see a person thrive. Yeah. And I always think about when it comes to society, I think about it like a house, right? And if you want to have a perfect house, if you want to have the best house that 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 exists, like the the, the most virtuous house, the most brilliant house, the best house, right? The best house. You're not going to source the shittest materials for it. You're not going to source just any average, cheap, mediocre materials for it. You're going to go all out and you're going to get the best timber for it. You're going to get the best plaster. You're going to get the best paint. You're going to get the best, I don't know, tiles for the roof. You're going to get the best labor. You're going to get the best mines to put it together, right? Mm -hmm. The best house is comprised of the best materials and the best inputs to create the best output. You're not going to have a fantastic output from shit inputs, right? 
And I think of each individual person in a society. I think if society is like that house, well, each individual person is one individual input that goes into that house. Mm. And if you want to have a perfect society, if you want to have a great society, it needs to be comprised of great individuals. And mm. I think that, that that to me is something that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I love is it. that you know if if uh, if you want to have that that strong sort of foundation, if you want to have a strong skeleton, if the house is going to be you know strong and, and sturdy, well, you're going to have good timber. And I think yeah. that. Every individual has a role to play like that. You know, like the perfect wood contributes to the, to the creation of the perfect house, the perfect timber, yeah. right? And I think it's the same thing. But the, the, only the wood can do that particular task. Only the plaster can do what the plaster does. Only the paint can do. The, the, the timber cannot be used as paint, right? They're two yeah. completely different things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I sort of view it. It's, it's like two individuals cannot be necessarily used to do the same job because they're not the same person. Yeah. They're not the same input. Everyone's different. And so it's about how do we encourage, how do you, how do you, and this is, a, I think, a big thing that, you know, most of us are on that sort of journey of self-discovery. Like what is it that I can contribute? Yeah. And it's how can we actually help to bring that out? Because that, that to me is what the most important thing is. How do you actually empower somebody to find that little, to find that thing within themselves that sets them apart from everybody else and makes them so unique and makes them so integral yeah. to the construction of a great society? And that's that's uh, that's that's a lot of my perspective, and a lot of my values sort of come out of that. Um, you know that that individualism. I think as well, and it's great. I, I love the house analogy because it's clear and it's a picture for me to <laughs> to understand. Um, but <clears throat> um, it's also like the more you practice what you value. So practicing honesty, I had to be real honest with myself. Like I had to start before I. Um, kind of before I said it I'm like yeah okay yeah I value honesty but am I being honest with myself firsthand am I being honest with those around me am I being honest in conversations am I being honest when I say I want to go somewhere when I really don't am I being honest with those those things it's like that's where it starts it starts at those little things where you and the more you practice it I feel the more you practice not only does it strengthen but the more you start to see the dishonesty in others how how dis, uh, where the honesty is in others or the mm. dishonesty and you start to your bullshit radar goes way up and it gets really strong and you start to see it all and you're like okay and you start to navigate your way through life a little easier because you get to have these now clear uh say like uh, like light posts being like okay yeah this way or that way not gonna go that way because there's not a lot of honesty there cold bullshit completely i'm gonna go that way because it just looks more confident. <laughs> so you move in that direction. It's easier to move. And then you start to trust more. You're like, okay, do I trust myself to do this? At the moment, I'm kind of in between the trust. Like I value trust and I need to start trusting myself. So as soon as the baby came, I was like, okay, I need to start trusting myself to create an amazing environment and a healthy environment for the baby. This isn't going to, this isn't something that I can get outside of myself. I need to trust myself to do this. I need to trust myself, my own body, my own mind, my own passions, my own <clears throat> strength, strength of mind, strength of will, strength of body, all of it, in order to fulfill this, the, the, the late, the birth that I want. So I need to start trusting myself. And as I've been doing it, it's getting easier. And when I make decisions, being like, you know what, I need to, say retire to my room or wherever like whatever decision I make I feel confident because not only am I being honest but I'm also trusting that that decision is the best and as soon as I kind of practice that 
the more I practice that, the stronger it gets and the more I can see who I can trust, who I can't trust. So, and, and then that gets easier to be like, who do I need, who, who do I want to surround myself with? And then you start to attract, well, I, I noticed I've, I've started to attract particular people in my life who resonate with that, who want the same things. They want honesty and they want trust because they see it reflected back at me and me at them. And that, that gets stronger and stronger. And then the next thing comes in, the individual empowerment. It's like it's been a huge thing for us. And we both have these different experiences of it, but essentially we want the same thing. And it's like just to find that personal power and stand your ground and be confident and to know who you are, know what you want, and then also empower others to do the same because everyone is unique and it's amazing, it's beautiful, and everyone has a role to play. And it's encouraging each other to do that. But we can't do that yet before we, we do that for ourselves. So we need to start doing that for ourselves. We need to start going, okay, what do we do to that um, ignites our own personal empowerment? How do I feel empowered today? Did I make a decision today? Like, and that's where it starts. And then when we start to achieve it, then that comes into that comes into play and that comes uh, in, into play with, that, with our work, if that's what we're going to do. And that comes in, into play when it comes to attracting particular people. It's like uh, what we've said in numerous other sort of um, contexts. It's like if you want something, if you want a change to occur or if you want things to be a certain way, well, then you have to do them. You yeah. have to you have to be you have them. To be the change. Yeah, you have to literally. Be the change you see in the world. It's <laughs> so, yeah, a quote. That yeah. classic. It was like Gandhi, I think that's attributed Something to. Like that. But it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You, you can't. That's it. You want everyone to be honest and trusting. you got to start being honest and trusting. Because it's, it's like. Uh, show that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's necessarily apples for apples, but it's like, yeah, if, if you have money troubles, if you have money problems and you're like, oh, I just need more money. If I only had more money, I'd be able to get out of the money troubles. <laughs> and it's like you give. You know, why do you think that more money will get you out of your money troubles? It's like you're in money troubles right now. Because why? of your money troubles. <laughs> because have you have you made certain decisions that have got you into money financial troubles? Mm. You know, do you have a certain perspective? Do you, are you not thinking outside the box when it comes to your finances? You know, life, the way that you're getting your income. Is there different ways that you can do it? You know, it's there's more than just there's more than just bills to pay, right? Expenses. Expenses yeah. are like choices that you've made. Yeah. You know, you've made certain choices which have financial repercussions. And so, if all of a sudden those repercussions build up and they become something that's a very overwhelming, very difficult monster to deal with, and it's like, okay, if only I had more money, I could deal with it. Why is that the problem? The money... The, the problem ex- was that the, ex- the expenses... The expenses. <laughs> well, the expenses themselves were the problem. The choices, right? And what fueled the choices? What values, underlying values do you have that made you make those just those decisions which ultimately led you to, you know, financial difficulty. Yeah. And you think that the, just the money, which is like the, the, the last frontier of that struggle, is the thing that's going to resolve that. It's like, no, the, the, the change. the blame outside of yourself. You have to make the changes. You have to discover within yourself where the issue, the pathology lies, and then adjust and then make that change within you first. So you start to make different decisions. Yeah. So that, yeah, when money comes in then, or if you do get more money, yeah, then you can actually start to pivot and make different financial decisions. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just so continue, not going to do that again. Otherwise, you'll just continue to you, you, more more stimulus is just going to exacerbate the, the existing problem. Yeah, it's like you have to make that change within first, and yeah. then when you get more of the whatever it is that you're asking for, then it's actually going to be put to a more uh, to a healthier use. And you know, I feel like it's maybe like I said, maybe it's not apples for apples, but 
when it comes to, yeah, if you want to see more honesty, if you want to, uh, you know, create more honesty in the world, well then, you know, you've got to, you've got to start being honest with yourself yourself and others. And it's the same with the relationship, you know, even, um, let's, let's say, let's say, for example, let's say sex, for example, Sure. you know, it's like if, if there's not a huge amount of sex that's happening, then because of this, you know, maybe there's a situation that you're currently experiencing and you, you and your partner are struggling to find the time to be intimate. And then you go, oh, you know, once this happens, you know, once we're in this place or once we're doing this thing, then, you know, it'll be a completely, it'll be fine. It'll be great. You know, we'll be able to do all the time and our sex life will really pick up and things will be fantastic. But it's like, why, why would they be any different to what they are now? You're, you're not making any changes. Yeah, that's it. You make the changes now and you start to enhance your love life now. And then obviously when the situation changes, then it's like, oh, we slide into that and, you know, things yeah. are great and that's it. It's yeah, like it's a habit. You're breaking patterns. Essentially, yeah. your whole life is just about breaking patterns, breaking the habits that don't work anymore. There's another part of it. It's like if you're not consistent in your creating patterns or new patterns, it's, it's not going to work. You have to find like, if it's not working and you know when it's not working because you, you, that's what problems are <laughs> when your habits aren't working anymore, when things aren't working anymore. That's when you've got to pivot, transcend those limitations, transcend those things and go, okay, well, I need to do things differently now. How can I, uh, yeah, how, how can I be more affectionate or how can I have more, um, how can I be smarter with my money or how can I be more creative because I, I haven't actually, I've been thinking about it so much and I don't actually get to it or whatever it is. Because so much of it's inertia, I feel like, when you you kind of reach that limbo, that sort of phase where you know that something needs to change but you don't exactly know where the change needs to be made yet mm. and you, you kind of, you, you get thrown out into this limbo. You're like, okay, that's not working anymore but I don't yet know what does work and you're yeah. kind of in that in-between phase where it's like the inertia, it's pure just inertia that's yeah, carrying you. And for us, we're in a completely different situation financially and and you know materially right now to what we were in a couple of months ago but it's the inertia from a couple of months ago is still is still carrying us through so we've had to you know make again i'm changing the way that i'm sort of structuring our money yeah i'm now i'm looking to actually get in contact with a financial advisor to find one for starters and to perhaps see if i can get in touch with the financial advisor and see if there's you know different approaches that we can take to our money to try and actually instead of just spending it spending it spending it on something how can we actually put it to something fruitful so that it can grow for us and we can actually generate some decent wealth for ourselves yeah. and acquire things like assets you know and acquire something that is a becomes a passive stream of income mm. you know in a in an investment sort of way and so that's what I'm kind of uh, that's what I'm sort of looking into at the moment but in order to be able to do that I have to again make different decisions when it comes to our money mm-hmm. because I think even when like I said uh, in the last episode if we've got that $250 a week you know we're still being it's 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 funny how just thinking about it. So like we always think that we're really cautious with the way we're spending our money. I mean, we we were, I think, but and we we always gave ourselves the benefit of the doubt when it came to being like, is this going to, is this financial decision that I'm about to make going, or is this expense that I'm about to pay, is this going to better ourselves in the future or put ourselves in a better position? Yeah, right. And always gave us the benefit of the doubt and been like, yeah, okay, I, it might, it might well, it might, yeah. you know, what what um what have we got to lose at this point? Right, and we so we had that, like I was saying before, that sort of survival mindset. That's like, what do we got to lose? Our backs are against the wall. Let's yeah. just go out. Let's just you know swing at everything let's and see, not, yeah. see we, what we connect with. Yeah. And yeah, kind of nothing happened. But now we're sort of in this point. At I, this, think, I don't think nothing happened. I think I, I mean, in the bigger picture, if you like, yeah, that didn't work out. 
but I think a lot was going on in between. Yeah, sure. Now, we're going to find out, but yes. Uh, you know, but I mean, obviously, just materially yeah, right materially, now, no, yeah. nothing changed. No, nothing changed. Um, but, you know, I mean, the podcast happened and that sort of stayed, so that's really nice. It is. Obviously, it's here to stay. Yeah. And yeah. it's meant to. Clearly. Uh, so, you know, the, but that, I feel like that, that inertia now is just sort of carrying us in and these, for, for the last four paychecks that I've, you know, received, we've had that money and we've sort of treated it the same way as if we were in the same situation from before yeah, yeah. going, okay, we have this money, we have this money now, you know, what, what is, okay, how are we going to go about getting more? Like, what do we, what expenses do we need? What, um, expenditure do we need to have so that we can, you know, potentially acquire whatever it is that is going to help put us into a position to be able to, you know, yada, yada, the same thinking again. <laughs> and it's that it's, again, like I said, I, I feel like it's just that inertia from the last few months and yeah. understanding that we need to break that pattern and break yeah. that habit. We were talking about this in the last episode. Yeah. Break, break all that so that we can actually move into the next thing, into something new, which yeah. can be a lot more beneficial. And I think we're in that transition phase, which is, and I think we're making better decisions and I think we're a lot more calmer and we peaceful. Are, and we're changing we're changing patterns consciously. Yeah. So I mean one of the one of the big ones is I've decided that the that two fifty was the uh, summation of hundred and fifty dollars for food and a hundred dollars for spending. I just smushed them together and then we got two fifty. I'm like, well, do we really need to have two fifty a week? What are we doing? Like what are we really doing with two hundred and fifty dollars a week? Just spending it. Like on stuff, right? On, yeah, we're we, not we're, going crazy. No, we're not going crazy, but it's still, but it's still. I bought one pair of shoes and a couple of pieces of fabric. Yeah, I know, I, I and know. And we went I to dinner. We went to breakfast. I know, I know. I understand. I know. Probably sounding a bit harsh, but it's, it's still. Not like it's you like, make me feel is, guilty buying could that, that money, stuff. but could that money be going towards something more beneficial? Because hey, think, I need. You. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> thinking about our future, I don't want to be in a place where we're spending all our money right now. Yes, we're earning it; it's great. Our expenses are covered, but what's left over, right? Even if we just save up and save up, and we get a good bit of money in the savings and all that kind of stuff, then you know we spend the money that's in the savings because let's say we're saving up like, for a house. And then, I don't know, we, we get a loan, we get a mortgage or whatever, all our savings goes into the house and then, you know, where our savings becomes the equity that goes into the house. And then I guess that's just the path that most people take these days. But it's like still you're not actually financially thriving then because it's like you're relying on the paycheck to continue bringing you money so you can service your mortgage. And it's like there's still so many so many variables beyond your control that <laughs> that – to me, that's still not a very safe way in terms of finance. That's still not a safe way of living. I want to be more independent than that. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, how can we start to create that change? How can we start to lay that foundation now? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's where I want to make those sort of financial mindset adjustments now because I know that's where it starts. It's the mindset adjustments that we need Absolutely. to make right now yeah. so that, yeah, I mean, if we get more cash that comes in, if, we, if you all of a sudden have an idea or if there's an inspiration or something and then we can – Something other there's a spark and a fire ignites and then all of a sudden we've got this massive, you know, new stream of income coming in. It's like, what's going to happen with it? What are we going to do with it? Mm. If we have the same mindset. Buy another pair of shoes. <laughs> if, we, if we approach that money with the same mindset that we had, then it, we're just going to blow it. Yeah. But if, yeah. We, if we have a better mindset and we have a better plan, plan. in place and yeah. a better strategy, then that money is just going to su- supplement it. Which means that right now we need to build that new habit so that yeah. when that does happen, we can be prepared for it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's not going to be as like shocking when we get all that money. Like it was shocking to even get this amount of money. Yeah. To even have $250 that we can actually spend. 
And it, you know, I mean, obviously it's like not a lot, obviously, but it's also for us and where we where we've come from and the journey that we've been on, it is a lot. But I'm I'm glad that it's not more because I think that would have shocked us even more. So like I said, I think I think yesterday or the last podcast or the one before, it's like I'm glad that it's actually not the biggest sum, yeah. the shocking sum that you have no idea where we just kind of piss it all away. Yeah. Because we're so excited we have all this money. It's like no, it's it's an it's enough money to be like, okay, now we've got a little bit more. All right, let's let's go then just push it a little bit more. Yeah. Let's see what else we can do with this. Okay, now we're, this is the process that we're on. And that's that, obviously, that self-awareness that we've been working on for so long going, hang on, like we now have this job and you have this job. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, and um, this amount of money is coming in. Okay, so now how do we want to do it? You were already prepared for that even before you went yeah. to apply for a job because you've been doing things like that's that pattern that you were like, no, I have to create a new pattern because what if – I do get a job or something else happens that like we get more money in. It's like, I think there was some time you were like, oh, if I got $10,000, what would I do with it? Yeah. And you put, you created a spreadsheet. Yeah, I knew what I'd do with it. And you knew what you'd do with it, which was great because, you know, what if, what if we did get that much, you know? And that's that kind of preparation that kind of helps to to kind of think, but it's still, even if we got 10,000, that actually getting it and experiencing would have been a lot different. Then I want to, I want to know how to get ten thousand dollars, but then use that ten thousand dollars to get ten thousand more, and then ten thousand more, and then to just keep going, right? Yeah. If we got ten thousand dollars, yeah, there's things I know how to. I I there would be, you know, essentially I I'd, I'd have it. A, I'd put it in the savings, or like I'd yeah, I had a whole plan sort of figured out for it, but a lot of it still revolves around expenditure, whether now or in the future. Yeah. Saving so for future really expenses. Do, yeah, sure. Right. As opposed to Instead putting of, it into a certain place. Instead of saving for future expenses, yep. saving for expansion. So yeah. that's right. Right now we're in, again, shifting the hab- that habit because that's what we're in. So shifting that habit into this new one going, okay, how can we grow our wealth? How can we yeah. put our money into something where like where we can invest and actually get something back? Some, how can we make money work for us? Well, that's it. So how we, instead of saving for future expenses, how can we also be saving for future growth yeah. or for growth now? Too, or creating you know? growth. And it's about how can we, like the reason I say the 250 and I don't want to, it to be like, okay, um, once again, I'm sort of doing the self-denial thing where it's like, I can't send the money. we just got to like budget everything minutely. Well, the point is like we've got a significant amount more money coming in as well, but so much of it's going towards the pregnancy and the and the, the birth stuff that basically the 250 is that we've got left over each week and that's all I have to sort of, you know, do, do anything with sure. at this point in time. So. I'm happy to take a hundred bucks from it at this point and see, see you know, if we can operate off 150 bucks a week between us, I'm sure it'll be okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we, we survived with a lot less. Yes. But have. I still don't want to survive. So and that's it, you know, so that, and that, that is, that is the kind of fine line too, is that, well, if we're cutting it, if we're cu- cutting too much into that money that we have to, you know, available for us for the week, are we, you know, Doing it? Are we in that survival mindset again? I, I don't necessarily think so, because I'm cutting into it with you know a future plan in mind. You know, and it's not it's not about saving for future expenses or saving for worst case scenario type stuff. Not coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a place of what can we do yeah. to put ourselves into a much better position, forward. so that that hundred and fifty that we have to be able to spend each week can turn into a thousand. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And. And then more and you know, beyond, right? Yeah. And so that's that. How okay? How can we utilize what we have now to just expand? Yeah. I don't want to spend. I want to expand. Yeah. So 
And that's like when I was talking about that creativity. It's like for me to do creative, creative, creative stuff during the day, that expands my knowledge and expands my well, the space in my mind, I guess, and in my body, so that those kind of ideas can come through. Yeah. So that I have the space to be like, oh, hang on, that is a cool idea, or something just pops in. I, I give it room to because you're in that element when you're. It's like you don't have to be doing something necessarily creative, but something that you really enjoy that kind of lights you up, that puts you in that space. You know, it could be running, it could be walking, it could be meditating, it could be whatever it is. And, you know, that space in between, you're just like, oh, I feel invincible right now. Like mm. you just connected to everything, nothing matters, time stands still. It's that when that's where the expansion happens. And that's I think I found the importance of me actually having to do creative stuff for that, yeah. not for the end goal, not to for it to be something that I sell because I'm still not interested. Yeah, I'm really not interested, and it's not because I, <laughs> I'm um, denying the public of my designs because really, they're they're good, but they're not great. Yeah, and I would love to improve, and I'll improve over time, but I still don't think it's something that I want to do. I'd probably just make our clothes in our kids' clothes, and it'd probably yeah. be as far as that because I know that I enjoy it when I do it. Um. And, and whatever else, maybe my art comes back at some point where I just feel like I want to draw something or draw a picture for a living room or whatever. Like I'm happy. I, that's the stuff that I know and that's why I'm so, I was so attached to my art and I was so attached to my, my creativity and my creative stuff was because there was, there was answers in there. And I just needed to, or there was like power and there was magic in it actually showing me the things that I needed to see. Yeah. It wasn't just about the final product. And that's probably why they didn't sell. Probably why they're probably not going to sell is because it, it wasn't for anyone else, but it was for me. So so I've taken down the the price points because it's like it's not relevant. And that creative that that place opens me up and expands me so that I can connect with yeah, whatever it is that I'm missing yeah. in life. And to, like open the box up per se. Because you you've kept trying to make the creative uh output or the the products of your creativity the thing that you sell when the point is that you get creative so that you can get closer to whatever it is that might ultimately become the thing that you do because it seems like it's the most obvious answer but it's not it it is a part of me that i need to embody but it is not it's not the answer it's not the full thing and i and that's where honesty comes in that's where those um, things that i value i've got to be honest with myself that was the first time that i had to be brutally honest being like it's not working and you need to let it go and that was really hard for me. It took a little bit, but I had to do it. And then I had to trust myself that everything was going to be okay. And then I had to learn how to trust the universe as well to then provide after that. And then as these days have gone on, and I say days and I was going to say weeks too, I guess, gone so quickly. Um, but as the time has kind of gone on, it's I can feel the trust. I'm like trusting myself more. I'm trusting my body more. I'm trusting the process more. I'm trusting the universe more. You know, I'm being more honest with myself. If I don't want to be around anyone, I'll be like, I'm just going to go. I need to lie down because I probably need to. And I'm just, yeah, I, I make sure that I'm doing things that are for me. I'm going to be honest and hopefully not rude. But <laughs> being pregnant, it's kind of a fine line there as well. Uh, but, yeah, that that sweet spot in the middle kind of opens that creativity for that kind of thinking that we're looking for. And that then brings you to the individual empowerment because you find your thing. We haven't found our thing, so of course the thing isn't gonna, you know, how yeah. are we supposed to help others do their thing when we haven't found ours? Yeah, in that process. Yeah, in that process. Still, yeah. uh, episode ninety-eight, and I, my I know. So I actually just wanted to make a quick mention of that, and then we'll finish up. Yep. 
So, next episode is episode 99. That will, we will record that uh, on Thursday and that will go to air on Friday. Yeah. So, that will be Friday uh, the 20, crap, 23rd, 23rd. Christmas yeah. Eve day. No, Christmas Eve is the 24th, which Fourth, is Saturday. Yeah. So, Friday is the 23rd, yeah. And then we record uh, Monday's episode, which is episode 100, Generally, we obviously do that the day before. That's generally how we do it. And then we schedule it. But that's Christmas Day. So, episode 100, we would record on Christmas Day. So, I don't know if we'll be able to actually do it. Mm. Especially, it's going to be a longer episode as well. It's probably going to take one, I'd say one to two hours. Yeah, probably. I dare say. It'll be a bit of fun. I am really looking forward to it. (laughs) Uh, But we might not be, we might not have episode 100 out until the following Wednesday. Yeah. I I think. Yeah, we'll probably have to record it. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to sort Do of figure something early, out there. Yeah. So it won't be it won't. We'll go, let you know anyway in the next podcast. Yeah, it'll be yeah. So the episode would be scheduled for something like Boxing Day, but I don't think it'll be until the Wednesday. Sure. So that we actually put out episode 100. I just I'm just putting that out there now, just so yeah, yeah. up front. There's probably Honesty. at this point yeah <laughs> probably at this point there's not going to be an episode 100 on Monday. It'll be on the Wednesday. Yeah. So but just just because of Christmas Day. Yeah. Just because of Christmas Look at Day. That, on Christmas Day, episode 100. I know, right? Oh, isn't, that, isn't it crazy? I'm 12 weeks as well this week. Yeah, oh. Christmas. There you go. Well, okay. yes, we have one more episode between now and then anyway. Yeah. So until then, <laughs> if you enjoy the episode, please like and subscribe and Thank share you. it around. It'd be great. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is itppc at protonmail.com. My Instagram, if you want to DM me directly, is logan.d.gray. And my Instagram is usual.gray. So get in touch if get you have touch. any sentiments that you would wish to any share. Questions, ex- ex- yeah. Expose. Anything you want to explore, anything you want to ask, any curiosities. Any uh, conversational things that you'd like, anything you'd like us to sort of talk about or like a perspective on or anything like that. Yeah. If we're even that important that you want to hear our perspective <laughs> on certainly. <laughs> All of you listening. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Yeah, if you want to get Thank in touch with so anything like that. Um, any content requests, any of that kind of stuff too, for sure. Like. Be open to anything and everything. Yeah. Don't hesitate. I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Yes.